Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. And so I'm going to talk to you about unwrapping life's layers. Unwrapping life's layers. Each one of us, there's layers in our life that make us who we are, our personality and all of that. There's layers in our life that relate to the kingdom of God, that when we grow spiritually, you know, the Bible says it's line upon line. You understand that? And so the layering process happens. But in the negative, the enemy brings layers into our life too that stop us from receiving from the Lord and stop us from gaining the power of God in our life to be the Christian that God wants us to be. And so we're going to talk about those layers that the enemy puts on and how to unwrap those layers from our life. And I think it will be something that ministers to you this morning. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We open our hearts to you this morning. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, a fresh word this morning. Lord, Help us have ears to hear and eyes to see. Many times we don't, and we do not receive all we need to from you. But this morning, we place ourselves humbly before you to receive. And Father, we just thank you that every force that would try to disrupt or interfere in any way is bound in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, I receive the utterance in the Holy Spirit to speak what you placed on my heart this day in Jesus' name name. Amen. Now, when we're talking about unwrapping life's layers, every one of us have to, you know, deal with the issues that I'm going to be talking about, some more so than others. But any message that I speak, I always come at it from two vantage points. And one, of course, it is for the hearer that's sitting before me or uh, that will, uh, you know, hear the CD or watch a television, what, whatever the, uh, the case may be. You know, I always... Uh, of course, expect that those people are going to be ministered to. But then beyond that, another vantage point and how I go about speaking the messages that God gives me is that we would take it and we would be one who shares it or a preacher to someone else in need. That we would take the truths that we hear and impart them to someone else. Now, I will say this. If you come into this place this morning and you hear what I have to say, oh, yeah, that's for so-and-so. I know. Yeah, I'm going to tell them. Well, I'm not saying it for that purpose so that we can be haughty, prideful, or anything like that, or self-righteous. I'm saying it so that we can receive ourselves and then we can help other people to receive. So I want to set the stage on that immediately. I want you to take your Bible and turn with me to Luke 4, verse number 18. Now, this is a familiar verse to some and maybe not so familiar to others. But this is when Jesus went into the temple and he began to read. And let's just look at verse number 17. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. In other words, he was familiar with the scripture, wasn't he, that was in the temple. And we also need to be familiar with 
the, the scripture, this Bible that we have, we need to be familiar with it. Not familiar in a way to where we take it for granted, but familiar with it in that we're learning and we're growing and we do understand where certain things are. See, everybody is at a different level. But if, if, if you're new in the Lord, some of you prayed uh, to receive Jesus today. Well, you're a new babe in the Lord. But I want to tell you, you can start today being like Jesus and learning the Scripture. And you will be able to find where things are in this Bible. Amen? And it says here that... The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. Now, I want you to look at that. The Spirit of the Lord was upon Jesus and had anointed Him. Jesus was anointed for some things. Now, we understand the anointing. The anointing is a special endowment, endowment by the Holy Spirit that comes upon a person to help them do what they've been called to do. And the anointing came upon Jesus. I have been anointed by the Spirit. And he was anointed what? To preach the gospel to the poor. See, you need to be anointed to preach. You can get up and you can preach a cold, hard, dry message and even put the scripture in it. But we need the anointing of God to preach the gospel. And when we preach it, then things are going to happen to those people that are there. But when there's no anointing, God is not able to push through what needs to be done. I tell you what, if, you, if the Word is powerful, and we know that, right? But if you just have the Word alone, you will dry up. And the Spirit of God, this anointing, the glory of God, it's wonderful. But if you only have that, you get flaky. But when you put those together, you will grow up into God. And you will accept and receive all the things that God has for you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And He has anointed me to preach the gospel. Who did He anoint? Jesus to preach the gospel to. Well, to everyone who didn't have a problem and everybody was just fine and dandy, just on their way to heaven and everything was going good. Now, I'm going to tell you, Jesus came to preach the gospel for people who needed it. He said, preach the gospel to the poor. Who are the poor? Now, it can be you know, economically, financially poor people, of course. But that's not so much here what he was saying. Those who are needy. I tell you what, I am needy. And I know that. And see, God, the gospel coming to us in our time of need with the anointing of the Holy Spirit will break things off of us will take the poverty that is there in whatever area it might be. It might be poverty of relationships. It might be poverty in the area of our health. It might be poverty in the area of our finances. Jesus comes through the preaching of the gospel, through the reading of the word, and through the spoken word going forth to help those who are needy. 
and bring provision to them. See, he doesn't leave us poor. He enriches our life. Amen. And when the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jesus, he was anointed. Listen, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Now, the brokenhearted are those people that have been emotionally crushed. I'm telling you, in the day and hour that we live in, you hear it on every side. People are emotionally crushed by all kinds of things. You know, there are earthquakes. There's volcanoes. You know, there's floods. There's everything. You know, just in, in, in nature itself, there's a upheaval. And that's signs that Jesus is coming. That's for sure. But there's all, also those who are emotionally crushed just by the circumstances of life, just because of the things that they're going through and what they're facing. And I'm going to tell you, Jesus and his anointing gets involved in where you are and what's going on in your life. He doesn't leave you there. But you have to accept it. Amen? You have to accept it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and He has anointed me, number one, to preach the gospel to the poor. He's anointed me uh, and sent me to heal the brokenhearted, and He's anointed me to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, those that are in a haze, those that are deceived, those that cannot see God, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit through the preaching of the Word will strip that off of your life. If you'll allow it to. But some people like their blindness. Some people like their haze. Some people like living in that. It's a protection for them. But I'm going to tell you deception. That, that the road that leads. That your own uh, of deception leads to destruction. You want to get off of that road. And you need to receive clear vision. When you receive clear vision, you live for the Lord. You get born again. You get filled with the Holy Spirit. You get right with your church. You go to church when you get right vision. Amen. And to set at liberty those that are bruised. Now, the bruising is broken because of calamity. And the preaching and the anointed preaching of the Word of God will bring healing to those that are bruised or broken because of calamity. And again, there's calamity everywhere. There's problems everywhere. And the people that are... See, the thing about bruising sometimes, bruising uh, just... It's an outward indication of what went on. What went on is not seen. We might can look at each other and we can see the bruises of life, but we don't know exactly what happened. Well, I want to tell you, Jesus goes to the root. He goes to the core of that thing. And those that are broken because of calamity, He brings His healing power into them and raises them up. That's what's so wonderful about the gospel. He can take our broken, messed up lives and make something out of it. Can you shout amen, somebody? And so we don't sit here this morning self-righteous and smug. Well, I don't have any problems. Well, all we have to do is be around you for a few minutes and know you're lying. But I tell you what, I give my problems to Jesus. I cast my care on the Lord. 
And He can help me take care of it. And I tell you, there's no greater friend than those that will tell you the truth. Oh, well, so-and-so, Mary Jane is my friend. Well, did you know that such-and-such is going, she's doing this and and doing that? Well, oh, I couldn't say anything to her. She, She would get offended. There's no greater friend than those that will tell you the truth, and Jesus will tell you the truth. He'll tell you the truth about your life. But the wonderful thing about it, he'll tell you the truth and then he'll say, let me fix it. Let me help you with that. Aren't you glad? I'm glad about that. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so we can see here that the anointing of the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus for he was on a mission. And Jesus died and shed his blood for our sin and cleansed us and gave us a home in heaven. But folks, I'm going to tell you, he gives us a better way here upon this earth if we will just look, if we will accept and we will receive. Amen. In Psalms 146, verse number seven, it said, the Lord looses the prisoners. See, the devil takes joy in imprisoning people locking them up and throwing away the key. But you see, Jesus looses prisoners. He doesn't leave them bound, but he looses them. Can you say amen? To loose means to free or to liberate, to release, to unbind, to unchain, to demolish, to break up, and to destroy. I'm going to tell you, some of you are here this morning, And you're anything but free. You are not liberated. You are restrained. You are restricted. You are in a place in your life where you just can't even move. Whatever you do, it's going to be wrong. And I'm going to tell you, Jesus and His anointing comes to get that off of you this morning. You don't have to stay that way. Amen? But it means to, when you talk about loosing, it means to demolish, to break up, and to destroy. That reminds me of Isaiah 10, where it talks about the anointing destroys the yoke. He'll take that yoke off of your shoulder and off of your neck. And the anointing of God is what will do that. The Word of God is anointed. The preaching of the Word of God is anointed. The praise and worship is anointed. Prayer is anointed and it can destroy and demolish and break off the chains that bind. Amen? Now, really what the word destroy means is to annihilate or to bring to powder. You know what that means? Take that steel yoke, that heavy steel yoke that was upon the person's neck or upon their shoulder And the Bible says the anointing will bring it to powder, will crush it to powder. What else could do that? You know, we might could break the, you know, break the lock, break the, the, you know, where the attachments are. But he said, I'll get rid of it. I'll grind it to powder. That's powerful. Now, to lose something indicates that there's something that's being bound, right? It needs to be loosed. There's something that's restrained. 
when, when it, there's something that needs to be let go, released, but when a loosing is needed, it indicates to us that there's authority that's being deprived when something is bound. Now you read about slavery, and that was a time where people were literally bound. They were literally bound. People in Bible days, they were literally bound. They had no authority. But I'm going to tell you something. Jesus has given us authority through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Word of God. We have been given authority. We are kings and priests under our God. So I ask you this morning, why do we remain bound? Many times, it's because we do not know. It's because of ignorance. Many times, we just get in a rut and we don't do anything to get out of it. But I'm going to tell you, you have an authority that's been given to you by Jesus Christ, and it's time for us to use it. Amen? Use it in our own lives and use it to help other people. Now, I want to tell you something. The enemy tries to tighten his grip on our lives by restraining and restricting us, interjecting his thoughts into our minds to get us to doubt God's ability. Can you believe that the devil does that? Do you think every thought that comes into your mind is of God or just you? It can be, of course. But no, not every thought is. There are thoughts that are well-planned and manipulated and dropped in to see if you'll buy into it. And that's how the enemy works. And when he gets you to buy into that and he, begin, he gets you to accept and receive it, then the chains come. Then the fetters come. And then a release is needed. Amen. The devil's grip in our life will cause us to become obsessed. We'll become obsessed. I've seen this so many times in church life. Someone has done me wrong. And they can't get past that. They're obsessed by it. The devil's got his grip upon them, and they can't get free from it. Well, when did this happen? Oh, 10 years ago. It's time to get through it. But we become obsessed with things, and these are layers in our life that have to be stripped away to help us to get to the place of freedom. Amen? We don't release people when they do wrong things to us. We hold on to it. We keep grudges. We keep accounting of it. You know, an accountant keeps up with everything. Have you ever? I worked in the accounting department in one place years and years ago. And you know, you keep up with the facts and the figures. Well, I'm going to tell you in God's house, you better let go of some of those facts and release them to the Lord and forgive and move on and not hold on to a suffered wrong, before you know it, you will have those layers of life surrounding you and you are bound up and restrained and restricted and you don't have the authority anymore in the kingdom of God and you're wondering why. And it's all because of the devil's grip in our life and the lies that he tells us and what he wants us to buy into. Can you say amen this morning? then there's things that can cause that grip and cause us to be obsessed, and it's a fear. 
You know, in, in the day that we live in, the fear can come in financial insecurity or, you know, maybe our home is in jeopardy or maybe, you know, our possessions or whatever. Or, you know, we find ourselves in a different financial situation than we were maybe this time last year. And, and see that devil's grip begins to come around us. And before we know it, the layers are covering us. You know, it's just like a spider. Think about that spider. You know, I've, I've seen it. I can't stand spiders. I run every time. You know, I can't stand them. You know, but, but anyway, you, you'll watch. You'll stand back and watch a spider. And he weaves that web, you know, it, it, and just plans it all out. And then the little bug comes and flies into that. And then what happens? He's caught in the, in the net. Well, see, that's the way this layering is many times. The, the devil is the spider. He lures us in and we get into that grip and we're all layered over, under, all around, and he holds us. Amen? Then he can cause us not to only be obsessed, but he can cause us to be possessed. In the day that we live in, and I am sad to say that Christians, even, now how long they remain Christians, I don't know. But Christians can get in, uh, into that grip of the devil when it comes to drugs. You know, there are drugs, uh, all kinds of illicit drugs. And, and, and then there's even, I'm hearing more about medication, pain medication, and people getting hooked on that. Well, it's not just hooked on those pills. That the devil has you in his net. Do you not see it? Do you not know? And pornography. Christians on the internet. And they get hooked on pornography. And they get caught in that web. And the layers begin to cover their life. And they're possessed. And they can't get out. And then one more thing. And it's alcohol. I want you to take your Bible and turn with me to John. John 11. We see the story in John 11 where Jesus uh, goes back to his friend's home, Lazarus. And when he gets there, he finds out that Lazarus has been dead for four days. And we pick it up in verse number 38 of John 11. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinks, for he's been dead for four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto you that if you would believe, you should see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I know that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said, said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a, light, a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Now, I'm going to tell you, it took men that day. Jesus spoke to men. 
And after Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. And he told the men, he said, come to him and unwrap these grave clothes. Take them away from him. You may be here today and you may need to hear your name. John, come forth. Mary, come forth. God is calling out and he's got men that are ready just like they released Lazarus from those grave clothes. I want to tell you something this morning. I want to show you this is something similar to what Lazarus would have wrapped around his body and they would have put it uh, the, the oils and the scents and the fragrances in that and they would begin to wrap and they would wrap and wrap and that would be one layer and then they would take another layer and they would begin to wrap it and wrap it and wrap it and wrap it until each uh, arm, each leg, the face, the body would be uh, just encompassed with the, the gauze, the linen. It was like a linen material. And so that was going to be hard to get off of that man. But I'm going to tell you, it was hard to get off of Lazarus. It might be hard to get off of Scott. It might be hard to get off of any of our lives. But I'm telling you, when Jesus speaks your name and he tells you to come forth, I'm telling you, the grave clothes are going to fall in Jesus' name. Some of you are here in grave clothes need to fall from your life this morning. That old spirit of unforgiveness, that old spirit of holding on to the grudges, that old spirit of addiction, whatever the case may be, it needs to fall off of you this morning. And God is using this message to help unwrap your life from the grip of Satan's power. We live in a time where people are possessed and obsessed. We can talk about going to foreign countries if we want to. And I've seen the demonstration of Satan's power on someone's life when they would writhe like a snake, you know, in the meetings that we were in or something. But I'm going to tell you, in America, in the United States of America, we have possession of the devil on the people. And it comes through the grave clothes of addictions, whether it's drugs, alcohol, pornography, or spiritual sins. You know what I'm talking about? Spiritual sins are in you and nobody knows that they're there. Nobody can see that haughty spirit, that prideful attitude, that holier than thou, I've got it all together and look at everyone else, that judgmental, critical spirit. But I'm going to tell you, it'll grip you just the same. It'll wrap you in the grave clothes just the same. And we need to be freed this morning. And the anointing of God and the Word of God and the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus will annihilate the grave clothes that are upon our life. And it's time to come forth. It's time to come clean. It's time to be honest. I'm going to tell you, you can never be free until you acknowledge that you need freedom. Oh, I'm okay. I don't have a problem. We read here this morning people that were brokenhearted, bruised, and everything else. You know, there's needs, those that are needy. Whatever the case may be, 
We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to strip those layers of hurt and pain and anguish and on and on and on. We need the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God to help us. And then we stay free through this book. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It didn't say you'll know the truth. You'll enjoy the truth. But you'll still stay in those chains. You'll still stay in those grave clothes. He said, it will set you free. So, you know, someone can help us get free. And we can always stay free through the Word of God. Amen? There's so much more I could say this morning. But I, I, I'm not going to continue. But God says, you t- in one place, He says this, you take that yoke off of your neck. In other words, somebody can help you like Lazarus get out of the grave clothes. Then there's a time that you need to take the yoke off yourself. And then fasting will break the bands of wickedness. Wickedness is morally wrong. It is sin. But there's a lot more to it than that. Wickedness is when we've been violated. When the enemy's got that grip upon our life and he holds us. That's a violation of our authority in Jesus Christ. So you see, we can be freed and we can stay free. And we don't have to come up under that anymore. Now, I'm going to tell you, so many times we are not able to relate to other people. We cannot carry on relationships with other people. We go into a relationship, there's a problem here. Well, we get out of that one, we go into another. I'm not just talking about the opposite sex. It could be, but, but not. And, and, and then we get involved in another relationship with someone else and, you know, and then before you know it, that's messed up. And then we go into another one and that's messed up. Well, how many of you know that there's a common denominator in all those things? It's you or me, if that's happening all the time. And many times that's because the layers are there. I was hurt. I went through a divorce. My parents forsook me. Someone lied on me. That church over there, they're just mean. Nobody cares, nobody loves about me. That's self-pity, and before you know it, we're just all wrapped up. You know what? I have a word for you this morning. Come forth. Come forth in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.